You're listening to the Evolving Truths Podcast, featuring mother-daughter hosts, Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, where honest and vulnerable conversations about personal growth create a connection between all of us. You're invited to experience the transformation that occurs when we allow the truth of who we are to evolve. Hello, you beautiful heart and soul. Welcome back to the Evolving Truths Podcast. My name is Alexis Ray, and with me, as always, is my mama, Shannon Day. Hello, mama. How are you doing? Hi, Alexis. I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Actually, did you I'm notice doing I, really well. Did you notice I didn't laugh? I did notice that. I loved the smile that you gave me, though. I was very focused on not laughing. Well, I appreciate it. It's like, I don't know. Are you laughing at me? Are you laughing at the way that I'm saying it? I know you're not laughing at the fact that you're my mom. No, not laughing about that. I always appreciate your introduction of me and your hello. I try and mix it up. Remember when I used to do the morning announcements, I would just like hop on and squeal in everyone's ears first thing in the morning. I don't even remember how I used to say that, but I should get a little more creative. In high school? Middle school, I did that. Oh, middle school. I mean, I did do announcements for one year in high school, but yeah, middle school. Consistency is key. I think it's okay here. (laughs) I do feel like we mix things up too. Okay, good. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Tell me about your day. I'm kind of hoping here in Colorado that we start to mix things up a little bit because it is consistently raining an inordinate amount for Colorado. I love the rain. I feel like it's cleansing. I love how green everything is. I'm hoping it makes for a great summer, though it's already middle of June, but at some point to be able to get up on trails, camping and backpacking without having to worry about fires. But full disclosure, I'm kind of at the end of rain. You're over it. Little bit. That's fair. But good news is I get to look forward to it for the rest of the week. So I'm going to have to make a little shift there. Perspective is 90% of it. What's happening in your world? I made it LinkedIn official today that I have become an employee of Roof Care Services. Kind of a big deal. I'm in my second week with them. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's so crazy the journey that it's taken to get here but at the same time I completely feel like I'm in the right place at the right time with this company in this position so I'm really grateful for that I'm readjusting to more change in my life as a result of adding this new bucket to my already full plate but we can talk about that another day I'm super excited to be here with you today because we are diving into the second part of our conversation with Laura Williams. We are. Last week was so good. And I think this part is just as good, if not better. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode 33 yet in our first discussion with Laura, please go back and listen to it. There you'll get to hear her full bio, but like to remind you of just a couple of things about Laura. She grew up in Ohio. She has made Colorado her home since 2001. Laura is in real estate. 
in Fort Collins and the surrounding areas. And really, Laura's primary goal is to educate others about the wealth building opportunities that come from home ownership and to help them get connected to the right people to make that a reality. Laura strives for vulnerable interactions, showing up as her full self, and creating space for others to do the same. Laura is a regular volunteer in the Fort Collins community, and in her free time, she likes to snuggle up with her partner, Ryan, and their cute pup, Maybe, and their kitty, Lil Mama. Without further ado, here's the second part of our conversation with Laura. My next question, unless mom, you have any questions, or I could just keep asking away. Feel free, Alexis, ask away. Okay, Laura, as you've continued to show up more vulnerably in conversations and in life, and also huge shout out to being able to identify like the emotional aspect of a conversation, because like we can get choked up, you can have an emotional experience. And I feel for you being like, oh, people probably called you soft, or like, you can't control your emotions, like what another hurdle to get over. Whereas I'm on the other end of the spectrum, as Virgo as it comes when they're like, oh, you have no emotion and walk around with a cold hearted nickname, but it is what it is. So kudos to you, first and foremost, to get to the point where it's like, okay, I feel like I can channel it a little bit differently or in a way that's more constructive. And so my question is, as you've continued to show up more vulnerably, have you noticed changes in your relationships with people? Have some people distanced themselves? Have you had to grieve friendships because of this choice or not really? I think that it's a continuing battle, I guess. Battle doesn't feel like the right word, but it's like some days I have the strength to do it and some days I don't. Some days I can choose to expose myself (laughs) and my emotions or some days I don't, right? I think that's probably pretty universal. But what I do notice is it makes some people uncomfortable. Maybe I'm in a group setting and people kind of wander off to someone else, right? Maybe <laughs> sure. it a little bit easier to go over here and talk to this other person. But I don't think I noticed that too much, but I definitely can see this in my relationships with my family of origin. We've just built layers and layers and layers of protection around us in that family. And they're just not comfortable. <laughs> my sister who I am really, really rebuilding a great relationship. And I'm very excited for where we're going with this. But she's the first to be like, oh, don't cry. I didn't mean to make you cry. And I have had to say, I'm just feeling what I'm feeling. Like, I'm just feeling this. It's not bad. It's healing. This is where I'm at. And it comes out my eyes. (laughs) There's a lot of like taking care of each other, make it better quick before it gets too hard. Or let me patch that up. And I understand that, right? I respect and understand why there's too many feelings and everybody's not 25 years into therapy like I am. Not that I feel like I'm in any kind of advanced position, but I certainly did a lot of crying and a lot of that fear of crying years ago. And so I do feel like I'm at a place where this feels like the right thing for me. And the less I hold it in, the shorter those bouts have to be of time of like, you know, I could cry for two minutes and be done. I'm good now. Okay. I felt that and it's gone. 
it's not gone. I felt it. It's out there. And now I can move forward. There were days where if I thought about something in the morning, there was no way I was going to be able to do anything else all day. And so I feel like the more I let my feelings flow through, then the freer I am. So I think it's less about people. You asked me, have I had to grieve friendships or lose relationships? There are a couple of people that I have grieved. The more that I'm coming into my blackness and celebrating my blackness, people are uncomfortable with that because I haven't always been like this. I can tell that people have some feelings and beliefs I didn't know were under there. It's like, ooh, could we just maybe talk about the easy stuff? Maybe you don't have to bring that up. And I mean, not literally, but I can see that on their face. (laughs) Sure. That's the vibe that you get. Yeah. And so then I make a decision, right? Am I going to continue here? Do I feel strong enough to stand here in this truth? Or do I just maybe let it be for now? And I feel okay about both those and anything in between. Like, it's okay for me to fight and it's okay for me to rest. Rest is part of resistance. And rest is part of growth. Oh, man. Rest is just as hard, if not harder sometimes. Because then if we're resting and we're giving ourselves a hard time for resting, we're ruining our rest. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I love you saying that there's some days that I can turn it on and there's other days that I just don't because I think a lot of us can relate to that emotional tank what you're carrying and what you're unpacking in this conversation. One, thank you so much for letting me pull all of this apart and for your vulnerability and honesty, because this is a perspective that we haven't been able to have very much on the podcast yet. For anyone who's listening and doesn't know, my mom and I are white. I'm brown. My last name's Lopez. I have a very mixed heritage, actually. I got to learn some of that over the last couple of weeks, so that was really cool, but I don't heavily identify with the Latino community and I feel Mm -hmm. like I was raised white, but I don't carry that the same way that you are as a black woman in America. And so thank you for sharing this. Thank you for letting me ask you these questions. I'm super excited to watch you blossom into everything that your blackness can be, if I'm allowed to say that. Yes, 100% you are allowed to say that. Thank you for saying that. I'm excited too. I wish I didn't wait until I was 45 to start this part, but it took all this journey to get here. So I'm going to let myself feel that every once in a while and then celebrate going forward. I don't want to say don't kick yourself because I can't tell you that, obviously, but how grateful you could be to have figured it out now and not in another five years. And you can start embracing it and living it each moment that you choose to. That's huge and amazing. Hopefully by getting to have this conversation or continuing to have more and more conversations, you're creating an opportunity for anyone else who's younger than you and hears this podcast or anyone else in these other communities that you've connected with permission and a roadmap to be able to step into that maybe at a younger age. So maybe you're regretting it a little bit, not a regret, but just wish you could have found it sooner. And like experiencing it now for yourself is also paving the way for everyone else that you choose to share it with. Yeah, a hundred percent. I sit in that more that the more authentic I show up as my full whole self, that gives everybody who sees me that permission and 
and you know permission to choose it or permission to not right so that's okay too and I just feel so grateful like to be in the presence of Shannon just we're having beers and you're a person I can say that too I could have said that anywhere right I could have been like oh this thing happened and I had so much growth for you to recognize it as significant and worth a whole conversation about but also worth like learning and digging into your own history and experiences those are the kind of people I want to be around right people who are there for that depth like I'm here for it surely every conversation we have is not this like super deep (laughs) wonderful you know like therapeutic celebration or whatever but I think they can be so many of them are and that's where it doesn't have to be this big whole thing it's just like this is how we live this Mm -hmm. moment in the present of sharing this depth and being in that space where before I say that, help me remember, I want to say something about this because menopause brain. But every time when you were talking before about celebrating your blackness and your black joy, we just saw your face light up. Again, from the first time I met you, I was like, I need to be friends with this woman. I already felt that from you. And... It makes me so happy for you. And I am so excited and will provide whatever support I possibly can that you lead me in providing for you, for you to experience this more and get all that beauty and all that joy because like I, I felt that and I love that. And I'm super, super excited for that. And now, of course, I don't remember what I was going to say. She was talking about opening up conversations and diving deeper. Being able to be in a space where we like, obviously, the conversation happened because that glass got broken. Then you sharing that. I could have told you about recently breaking my most favorite white wine glass and how traumatic of an experience that was for me. We could have stayed in that surface level, but me sitting in that space and taking the time to listen to what you were actually saying got the meaning. And now we're here getting to have this conversation, but I think for you, not then going home like, oh, I shared this thing that was a big deal and I got to hear about Shannon's broken glass and then so-and-so's <laughs> broken glass, right? To take away from this experience that for you is a really big thing. So to mm-hmm. me, like, wow, life lesson for mm-hmm. all of us. Lexus, you mentioned this often about the power in the pause. In our conversations, the power in the pause of when someone shares something, taking a moment to recognize is there something else here? Or what did they really share? Did she share with me that she broke this mug? No, she shared this was the experience from it, right? And I don't know how many more meaningful, even brief, we're chatting about it way more now than we did that night, but still it was a meaningful conversation. Mm -hmm. How Mm -hmm. many more of those we could have a month, a week, a day? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that listening for like more, right? That's how relationships grow. That's how connections are made. You know, it wasn't about the broken glass. It was about this other thing that's under there. And when we're listening and being present 
we get to experience those things with each other. And it's so awesome. You also said something that night that has really stuck with me because I would venture to guess sometimes in your experience in a space where you are the only black person with well-meaning, and I'm totally putting those in quotes, white people, and conversations come up or things get said, and I won't go into what that conversation became, but you said when you are in the majority, when you look around, if you're in a group, when you are in the majority, be quiet and listen. That has really, really stuck with me because as a white woman, I often am in the majority in places. That was such an impactful statement. Thank you for it. And I look forward to putting it into practice. Yeah, because that came out because somebody had said something like, what can we do? We want to be helpful. We want to do things right. What do we do? And I think that people want to act when really just listen. That's a that's a hard experience to be on this side of where I'm having to prove why I feel uncomfortable or I'm having to explain and express, well, here's why. And let me give you all the backstory for why this even exists and is a problem. <laughs> to have somebody just believe me, I'm not trying to take advantage of you. I'm just trying to say what my experience is. Just believe me and listen. And of course, I'm not saying don't ever ask me a question. Don't question my authority as a Black person in your presence or any kind of person, right? But yeah, just like start from that place of belief and then get curious. It certainly feels great on this end when I recognize that somebody's listening to my experience and not formulating their retort with I think anybody likes to be listened to in that way. And so it feels it's extra powerful. Shannon, that night you sent me a text afterwards and just say, I'm here. I'm here. just so you know, I'm here. And I, I loved that in so many ways because not only did it reinforce your support that you gave me in the moment, but you didn't give me like, Hey, I saw this podcast that might be helpful for you tonight or whatever, you know, like you were like, I don't have an answer. I'm not trying to give you an answer. I'm not trying to look for an answer. I just want you to know that I'm here. That was powerful. And that kind of stuff makes an impact. And it definitely builds me up, gives me some foundation on those days where I'm like, you know what? I'm not. (laughs) I'm just not. And so, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. I got an experience that... I want to share with you and it involves me and my mom and I feel like this is the place to talk about it. So we at the beginning of this month both enrolled in a program that ended up not being exactly what I thought it was going to be. So really I dragged my mom into this thing thinking that it would be good for both of our career developments. The point that I'm trying to get to is My mom and I were in the minority of diversity, I would say, within the cohort that we enrolled in. And the first night that we show up, my mom sends me a text and she's like, are you shaking your head? Because I can't share this. I'm shaking my head because I know what I I know what I sent you. And I feel it even right now as I was texting it. I was shaking my head like, 
This is yeah, not so a space she sent for me. me a text. She <laughs> sent me a text, Lauren. She's like, is this okay for us to be here? A little background about this company. Their mission is to connect underrepresented talent with the tech community and the tech industry. I feel like I fall in that category as Latino women because that's also a group that's not very heavily in tech as well as the LBGTQ community. And so when mom sent that to me, I'm like, heck yes, we're supposed to be here. But also most of the people on the screen were people of color. I thought that was super interesting that that was mom's response. Then I also was like, yes, I'm supposed to be here. This is my people. I am underrepresented in tech, like, duh. And then (laughs) at the same time, questioning or second guessing, it takes me back to the speaking course that I did at the end of last year from August till like October or November. I'm pretty sure I was the only quote unquote white person in that cohort also. I made a bunch of new friends and it was amazing. I'm connected with people all over the country now. And it's like, I could have left, but why would I leave? Like I was supposed to be there. So I don't know necessarily where I am going with sharing this story, but I think it's good for us. If we're used to being in the majority, I think it's good for us to be in the minority in instances like that. At the same time, I want to be respectful of a base that is created for people of color to have that space and not be in that space. But yes, to your point, the group that we were in was created for people of color, women, and the LBGTQ community. And yes, I can identify with that. I appreciated that. Yet, I still did have a hard time feeling like it wasn't really a space for me. And I wanted to respect that. Yeah, I think that's important. That's thinking is the important part, right? Knowing that there are spaces that aren't for you as a white person is a huge step. And recognizing and respecting that sometimes there need to be spaces like that for emotional safety, for letting your hair down, for not having to explain how we got to where we are now, just being able to start from where we are. That freedom is sacred, I think. You have the freedom as a white person to go just about anywhere you want, but to recognize and respect that sometimes there are spaces that are not for you is great. And feeling a little uncomfortable. I love that. Like, feel a little bit what it feels like to be a minority. It will never be the same for you as a white person in this country because Mm -hmm. of historical power structures, but it surely doesn't hurt to have a little bit of an experience where, oh, I can't walk freely around here just like thinking I own the place. Not that that's how you all go through your lives. I don't think I've ever seen you in the world like that, but that's a recognition that I think a lot of people don't have. And the idea of Black spaces being safe and sacred or Latino spaces, there's so much underneath there. I can speak about my own experience, but it feels amazing to be in a room where I don't feel like I've got to put on some kind of affect or, you know, mass being in a space where it's black people and nobody else looking at us. It feels so, I mean, it's just like taking your bra off at the end of the day, like so lovely and like liberating. Yeah. Yeah. What's the right way to differentiate these spaces that we're talking about? 
or is there no right way? And it's just like this internal knowing of like, oh, this isn't for me. Also, you totally don't have to answer this question and we can take this out of the podcast entirely because you're not responsible for educating us. Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, let's talk about it and we can decide where it fits. I think that those spaces are for people who identify as somebody in that space. So if you find yourself feeling like you identify as a person of color, as a black person, as an indigenous person, then that space is for you. And it has never been my experience that anyone has been like, "Mm, what's this girl doing? In all people of color, there are people of all over the spectrum of all shades of color. And so you might walk into a room and it looks like there are white people here and they are Costa Rican or they are light-skinned black person. It's not for me to be like, that person doesn't look like they belong. So for you, it would be how you identify for yourself. I'm not sure if I'm answering the questions really. Yeah, I feel like you are. I don't know. We just, we showed up to this Zoom and mom's like, I don't know if this is a space for us. And I'm like, yes, it's a space for us. I also think it could just come down to your comfort or like you said, if you're identifying with the space and you feel like you belong there, then be there. And if you show up and you don't belong there and it's not for you, then don't be there. Yeah. I think the very first step is don't assume that every space is for you. And if you recognize that your being there is taking the space from somebody else who should be there or needs to be there, I think that that's something to consider. The closest thing that I can think of is like when people have their wedding party or their bachelorette party at a gay bar woman who's going to marry a man takes her big old bridal shower party into a gay bar and we're taking up all your space you have three bars in town that you can go to and i'm gonna come in here and flaunt especially before gay marriage was legalized i'm gonna come in here and flaunt my ability to marry whoever i want and be recognized by the state (laughs) and even though I'm sure that's not what brides were doing, right? Not every bride was being like, I don't care. I'm going to take up this space. But it's just not a thought. I think that that's the important part. How is me going into this space going to alter this space? Thank you so much for that example. Thank you. Wow. That was great. And I'm sure I've done it. I know I've done it. When we step back and think, I'm not the only person who's walking around in this world, we can see a lot of better ways to be in it and just creating a safe space wherever we go and not just safe because safety is like the base of existence that's my very first thing I have to be able to do right provide safety for myself that's where I want to get to the celebrating and the joy and the freedom and the rest and all of those things when survival is my number one priority I can't experience those things Lexis, I appreciate you bringing up that example and this great conversation that we got to have because of it. Laura, I love you saying that we can ask ourselves the question, how is me going into this space going to alter it? That definitely gives me pause and something that I will keep with me. I think right now, because I have been endeavoring to do more personal work around race, at this point in time for me, that's bigger I guess, than the fact that I'm a woman, 
how I show up for people of color in my life and endeavor to create a community where they do feel welcome and can express themselves. I love you bringing this up because it also highlights the intersectionality of issues. Laura, you've referenced the work that you've had to do for so many years in therapy to get yourself to a spot to go, okay, now I'm ready to go join this space. Now I feel like I can do this. I love you modeling that. If we need some time or space to focus on one and work on it, if that's going to help us show up better, being okay with that and sitting in that space and doing that work that's necessary. Make those revolutions on the corkscrew, man. Like go around it as many times as you need to until it's not a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that image. That's going to stick with me for sure. It's exactly what life is. Laura, who knew from a night supporting Sava, a beer glass falling off the table to your story about breaking a coffee cup, that we could be sitting here discussing our evolving truths and sharing this time together. We are so honored that you took the time to be here to share that experience and share yourself so vulnerably. Thank you so much for caring about it. My mom just laid out like everything that I'm thinking and feeling. So yes, Laura, thank you for being here. I'm honored to have shared this conversation with you. I mean, I've known you not quite as long as my mom, and it's also been in a very different phase of my life, but I feel like I've gotten to know you so much better just in this time that we've shared, and I am honored, so thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing to grow alongside you both, and I look forward to continuing that growth. Mom, do you want to tell everyone how they can get in touch with Laura. You can find Laura on Instagram at lmwilio, that's L-M-W-I-L-I-O, or her email is laurawilliams at hubreel.com, that's H-U-B-R-E-A-L.com, and we'll make sure they're both in the show notes. And thanks for letting us blast it to the world. Yeah, (laughs) do it, do it. Well, a portion of the world. We're hoping that our world gets bigger and bigger. And the best way it can get bigger, if mom yep. and I are totally your cup of tea, like the show, follow the show wherever you're listening, leave a five-star rating, leave a review, send this episode or any episode that you love and enjoy to someone that you feel like would take something away from it, you think that they would enjoy it also. Spread the word because we are here to stay. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. (laughs) But in the meantime, we'll be back next week. Until then. Please remember, life is beautiful and you create the magic. Have a good one. Connect with Shannon and Alexis and the Evolving Truths community by visiting evolvingtruthspodcast.com. Links are in the show notes. The artwork for this project was created by Julie B. Salazar and is entitled Celebration from the Inner Landscape Print Series. The Evolving Truths podcast is produced and edited by Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, recorded from the Corner Studio in conjunction with Alexis Ray Enterprises, LLC.